So we'll start this time with the chanting. We'll start with the chanting at the very beginning of the morning and evening, and we'll chant in Pali. So the sense of reflecting on the refuges, the really that capacity you have, I have, we all have, to wake up to the way things are, the Buddha knowing the Dhamma. So we will start with a sense of surrender, bowing, acknowledging that, yeah, the sense that it is possible. It's possible here, it's happened through time and space, yeah, this waking up. And then we will chant the reflections on universal well-being. Yeah. So the structure of this little block of time each day will be chanting, some, I'll offer some reflection, we'll sit in meditation, and then we'll close with a sharing of blessings. Yeah. So if you want to find that chanting and, and join me, Eleanor, I'll just offer candles and incense at the shrine. <coughs>
In freedom from hostility, in freedom from ill will, in freedom from anxiety, and may I maintain well-being in myself. May everyone abide in well-being, in freedom from hostility, in freedom from ill will, in freedom from anxiety, and may they maintain well-being in themselves. May all beings be released from all suffering, and may they not be parted from the good fortune they have attained. When they act upon intention, all beings are the owners of their actions and inherit its resource. Their future is born from such action, dependent on such action, and its results will be their home. All actions with intention, be they skillful or harmful of such acts, they will be the ends. It would certainly be lovely to have your voices here, yeah, chanting in this place of practice. So each of us has to imagine, connect with, you know, the greater field, yeah. I have. In a way, my body remembers chanting with many of you. So I can let that wash through me as I chant. Yeah. But actually, you know, these, these bodies know what it feels like to be in connection. And chanting is really powerful, isn't it? The use of breath, vitality, life to give expression expression to our aspiration, expression to our understanding, expression to the Dhamma. And to really feel the vibration of that into the whole of our bodies. It isn't about, thank goodness, what it sounds like. You know, you can tell I've got a a cold, so my voice is even more... um, would you say, indistinct than usual. But that's not really the point, is it? It's about here we are actually giving expression to something really beautiful, to this aspiration, to this reality, that this heart, these hearts can awaken. And in this reflection on universal well-being, the different inflections of love and Many of us, many of you, me, we, it can be really powerful to really get the chance so that they, they're part of our day-to-day living. Yeah. They're there as reference points yeah. so that they spring to mind. And they're, they're very powerful too. I, I know in the um, more challenging times, you know, my practice, the more... Um, desperate times, you could say. Chanting has provided part of the container to hold whatever is arising. So we practice, we chant together this time, and we build up a resonance with these words, with this way of expressing ourselves, that 
we can use when we need to. When the winds have really got blowing strongly, yeah, to be able to feel this chanting. Homage to the Blessed One, noble and fully enlightened. So in a, in a turmoil, we have this reference to the awakened mind, that we don't believe the turmoil. Where we we really align ourselves with our capacity to be present to it, yeah. our capacity to be fully here with whatever is happening. <clears throat> and as I was saying earlier today, these beings, these these, these human beings, these kinds of beings, they're very sensitive forms. This. This one, you know, it certainly feels things. It feels the cold in the morning. It feels impact of what's happening around it. I'm sure yours is the same. We have all kinds of creatures living here. Many of them have just invited themselves home here. And we've got a new kind of critter here, a kind of guinea fowl that isn't native at all. I mean, it's native to Africa, I think. And even this being that's got the tiniest head you could imagine on a bird, even it clearly feels things. Yeah. It feels it feels the rain when it rains. Yeah. So we give it shelter. It feels that it's safe, so it no longer runs when somebody comes past. Even these all forms of life feel, have these energy bodies, this consciousness. Yeah, so we're cultivating harmlessness here, we're cultivating harmlessness there. The little birds just run past outside the window here. So pity I can't show you. We're just the tenderness of other beings. So as we sit for practice, it's very helpful just to recollect this. Because what it supports us to do is to abandon any harshness. This being, that being, it doesn't need criticism, it doesn't need hostility, it doesn't need anybody saying, hey, you're not practicing properly, you're doing the wrong thing. All of the kind of ways we can torment ourselves about this cultivation. So as we sit, we're just really attentive. How are we meeting the world internally, externally? Are we meeting it with these heart qualities? With this quality of araha, or love? Just this sense, you know, aloha. You know, these words, these words, metta, loving kindness, they give us a sense of the quality we need to bring. This word you know, that's really present in the, the land here, this quality of araha, aro, life, ha, breath. It means love and the most beautiful kind of love, embedded with friendliness, warmth, relationship. These, these, these words they remind us of how embedded in life we are. We are connected through breath, we're connected through embodiment, we're connected through chitta consciousness, and we're connected through love, and they're all actually meeting in the same ground. So as we sit, 
we just notice is is the presence I bring to this experience is it filled with this quality and what we know don't we is if it's got hostility in it if it's got unkindness it's not true because those are defilements that obscure the truth so when we really align ourselves with this it's easy to start putting down unskillfulness that critical voice comes up and you know it's lying it's not aligned with life it's not aligned with love it's not aligned with tenderness it it can be let go of it needs meeting understanding but not believing yeah, and that, that's the, what the teaching is showing us, isn't it? How do we come into full presence with what is here? We bring the unshakable qualities of heart that, that the Buddha really pointed to. Yeah. So we're just noticing, noticing what is here, noticing our relationship with it and we can really consider these different inflections of the heart we can think of them as medicines different qualities of love and as we sit you know just to notice what is needed now this quality of metta you know this deep well-wishing the absence of any kind of hostility and what it's like to stroke through your experience. May this being be freed from all hostility, all anxiety, all fear, sense of freedom of that, the stroking through it here into this present experience we're having and we're then letting it generate out. What's it like to meet the world, to look at the world with eyes of love? Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I've, I meet beings, yeah, whose eyes are just shining with love. And what that feels like to be regarded in that way. Yeah. And we can turn that inward we can turn that outward and so over this time it's not that we have to have that happening all the time we know we're cultivating we're starting to let go of what is afflictive so that the heart is freer and freer not bound by affliction yeah. So this quality of metta, loving kindness, loving friendliness, that whatever is happening, the sounds outside, thoughts passing through the mind, it isn't arguing with them. They're part of a manifest world. And then this sense of compassion that real karuna kind of resonance with things as Ajahn Suchita was talking about this morning so allowing ourselves to really feel and be resonant and it's important isn't it because when we feel it here it means we pick up the teaching in a skillful way. Yeah. We're not picking them up from self-aversion. We're picking them up in the purity in which they were offered. Yeah. Buddha offered medicine for our well-being. 
And so as we sit and if we notice affliction, we, we praise this being, this energetic being, beings around us in this quality. May all beings be free from dukkha, from suffering. And we know what that's like, don't we? Because the, the practice gives us the strength of heart and the capacity to meet our own. Yeah. To not be running, to actually be present for what is here. What is here, what the body is like. And that capacity to meet it means we can meet it here, we can meet it there with compassion. Yeah. So we're strengthening the heart, yeah? So it actually is available, capable, willing to just be with what is happening with compassion. So we're not doing harsh and mean things. And none of us, I imagine, are really doing anything on a kind of gross level. It's the subtle attacking internally that for most of us needs attention. So as we sit over these days, just noticing, what am I telling myself? What are you telling yourself? Is it kind? Is it compassionate? Does it really take into account the goodness that is happening. Like for all of us now, here we are giving up who knows what, but certainly time if nothing else, to be doing this cultivation, to be undertaking ethical living. So to really drink that in, the sense that we can actually trust ourselves. We, we're aligning ourselves with this process of waking up and letting that gladden. Yeah. And we can, over the days, we can talk more about this essential quality of heart, gladness, joy, sense of resonance with what is beautiful and good. It's vital medicine, particularly into sustained practice, because you get this quality of arati, a kind of dryness or grayness. And this, this quality of mudita, joy at goodness, is actually the medicine. So over these next days, if you just notice the mind's getting kind of a bit dry and arid and flat, and it's not actually letting things touch it and meet it. Take some of this medicine, this medicine of really attuning to goodness. And we're just drowning in it. There's that elemental connection with the world, yeah, the trees, the beings all around. There's where our food comes from, where our cloth comes from, the, the billion beings, billions of beings that we're actually related to on the planet, that our very living is in relationship to. So to consider what is happening here, is the heart actually resonant with this quality? Am I attuned to the goodness that is all around me? And it's protective. Yeah. So at different times, you know, we're reflecting in different ways. And you know, I'm sure you'll meet people who for whom different heart qualities are more obvious or more shining forth. But all of them are vital. Yeah. And they they work together so the quality of the evenness of heart or equanimity or this kind of opaca 
is is vital, isn't it? That we can we can stay present and not be panicking. That we we really understand conditionality. And in my experience of that, it really settles into the sense of everything belongs. This moment could not be different. The causes and conditions yeah, have brought this moment into being. So it relaxes, once again, the tendency to contend with experience. This moment is given. My response in the next moment has myriad possibilities, yeah? But to realise what is here is here is really freeing because it means we have more willingness to meet it. This isn't about agreement or whatever. This is about actually the reality of what is here. And the work then becomes of how do we meet it? How do we meet what is happening and establish skillful conditions? Meet the energetic in the body and support it to be well. Yeah. So we we just so we're practicing, we're just attuning these medicines, these medicines of the Dhamma. What is needed? What is needed for this being at this time? Yeah. And really taking them as a support, not as a abstraction in a way, to feel them in the energy body. And it can be that we're just keeping it really, really simple, noticing as we settle into the kind of energetic of this moment, that sense of, is the chitta open and available or is it closed? Yeah. Yeah. And if it's closed, it's closed with dukkha. Yeah. So compassion is needed, friendliness is needed, the presence is needed, breath is needed, letting breath of love bring ease, kindness, compassion, gentleness, these qualities. So that we really are attuning to dukkha with love. So it, it helps, doesn't it, if we realize, hey, whatever is here is here. So the noise that goes through isn't a problem. You know, the sound of other people living isn't a problem. They all belong. And amongst everything that's happening as we sit in meditation, we're attuning to certain elements that bring deeper well-being, that give the mind greater capacity and freedom greater understanding. We're attuning to breath, the link between the energy body and the heart. So this is tender work. It's not it's not mechanical. It's about attunement, responsiveness. And it invites us to come out of habit. So we sit down, we really attune to how the body is. And I often, I'll, when I'm teaching, I'll say about moving the body, you know, really checking 
that uh, there's no tension in the small of the back. Yeah? We're not just taking a habitual position, we're actually inquiring what allows the energy to be free and flowing, what allows the body to fully relax. Yeah. So this is a, an inquiry process, isn't it? Yeah. We sit down, we attune to our own body, feel what is needed, and then open what's here, what needs meeting, letting things come into alignment so that the breath reveals itself. And our work is to be present here, isn't it? Even as you're listening to me, it's a sense of you're letting my words come, sound come, breath come. And our kind of training, our, our social training is to be kind of leaning out to get things, to get what somebody's saying, you know, to get this, to get that. And the work is really to, to be able to be totally upright and let experience come. So we're relaxing the tendency of the mind to grasp. because that grasping is painful and it takes us out of energetic balance. It weakens our capacity to be present. Yeah. So the work uprighting, being here, allowing experience to touch us, the breath to touch us, the medicine of presence to touch us. Yeah. So we'll have a time sitting together. You might like to just stretch and get yourself comfortable. I'll offer a short guided meditation, yeah? And then we'll have a time of sitting together. Yeah, so these gestures of meditation, really coming and feeling the sense of the body sitting here and it can be really helpful to really scan through and notice wherever there's tension and holding and just let the body relax, we're just here and letting the shoulders relax and open. You'll feel as you do that, the breath becomes free. Breath is free. And the, this is important because when the breath is free, it's the energy body of the breath that gives us this capacity to sit, yeah. rather than having to use muscular force. The breath holds us upright. So breath is here. There's the weight of the body held by the earth. We can feel ourselves present. A very energy body. So coming inward, abandoning that sense, that visual sense of the body, which can be so afflicted. Here we are, and it doesn't matter what we look like. We can put all that stress down. And we can come out of the stress of time. Just here, we've dedicated this time of practice and all the things that may be pushing at the edge of our mind that we need to do, we just put down for this time. 
Mm. We can just attune, be here, soften into this experience. Really checking in. Is there anything in the kind of alignment of the spine, the head, that needs adjusting so the body can release more tension? And it can be really helpful. Just make the subtlest movements in the hip girdle. If you just move ever so slightly, keeping awareness present for that. You may notice there's subtle holding. It's not needed. You can just be let go of. In another habitual place is across the shoulders. What's it like if we just ever so gently move them and just feel, sense into where the greatest freedom and relaxation is. And bringing presence awareness into the neck and head alignment. And once again, just ever so slowly, subtly moving and feeling where the alignment is, where the energy is freest. So we're really feeling and noticing and freeing up. And this attuning starts to bring us more deeply into connection with the embodied experience. Sensing, feeling this body filled with vitality of breath, alive with aliveness. If you're having trouble just sensing that, it can help to feel the energy in the hands. The aliveness, the energetic there. This is breath energy. And then sensing it in the whole of the body. As we sit, we can feel there's a kind of rhythm, movement, flow in this breath experience, this body experience. And we can really let the loveliness of this flow, this kind of beautiful breath. Breathe through the whole experience of heart and body. Relaxing, bringing ease, tenderness, allaying whatever stress there is. So that we come out of that fragmented experience that the thinking mind can bring. And we're just here, embodied, with breath happening. Letting that be a place for the mind to rest. Just here. Letting breath settle and calm the experience of mind. Taking in this medicine of life. And this breath, letting it have this quality of friendliness and love. May this 
being be freed out of all affliction. Mm. This tender being. Mm. May they be freed out of all forms of suffering. Healing, healing this wish we have to awaken the heart to be freed out of all affliction, out of all unwholesomeness, unskillfulness. Let the breath really stroke that aspiration, that yearning for goodness, for release, for the whole experience. And as we wish it here, we wish it there, like all beings, of which we are part, be freed out of all affliction. When we attend to whatever affliction is here with this beautiful breath. Letting that breath be vibrant with the connection and love that it is its reality.
So we'll come to the end of this time of practice together. So keeping with that energy, that energy of love, of breath, and we'll share blessings about practice. For some of you it's been a day, for some of us it's part of a day, and we still have the evening of listening to Ajahn Suchito. So wherever we are in the process of of this part of the retreat, really connecting to what has been cultivated. And we'll chant the verses of sharing, and Ajahn Suchito will lead us in the closing homage. So for those of you not used to this particular chant, it's the sense of really connecting to the goodness of cultivation, the goodness of what has been cultivated, the preciousness of love, and offering it out. And you may find it helpful to really picture, because we're connected across the whole planet, Pacific down here, North America, Europe, India, Africa, just a sense of us bathing the whole of this precious planet in this quality of love and cultivation. And as you'll hear in the chant, it's indiscriminate. It's not based on personality, what we like, what we don't like. We're just offering up our life's cultivation. And there's a really beautiful phrase for me in this chart. In every kind of birth, may I have an upright mind. So the sense of this deep aspiration to what is good, to cultivation. So that's the orientation of this chant. So it's a pity I can't have you all chanting with me. But I'll lead and you can imagine everybody else with you as we chant. Now let us chant the verses of sharing and aspiration Through the goodness that arises from my practice May my spiritual teachers and guides of great virtue, my mother, my father, and my relatives, the sun and the moon, and all virtuous leaders of the world, may the highest gods and evil forces Celestial beings, guardian spirits of the earth, and the Lord of death, may those who are friendly, indifferent or hostile, may all beings receive the blessings of my life. May they soon attain the threefold bliss and realize the deathless. Through the goodness that arises from my practice and through this act of sharing, may all desires and attachments quickly cease and all harmful states of mind until I realize Nibbana in every kind of birth may I have an upright mind with mindfulness and wisdom austerity and vigor May the forces of delusion not take hold, nor weaken my resolve. The Buddha is my excellent refuge, unsurpassed is the protection of the Dhamma. 
A solitary Buddha is my noble guide. The Sangha is my supreme support. Through the supreme power of all these, may darkness and delusion be dispelled. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.